Welcome to Voices in My Head, the official podcast of me, Rick Lee James. I'm a recording artist, a singer, a songwriter, an author, a worship leader, and an ordained minister in the Church of the Nazarene. The Voices in My Head podcast is where I discuss music, movies, books, pop culture, theology, and more with friends, colleagues, and sometimes just by myself. Now make sure to let me know what you think of today's episode by leaving me a review on iTunes or by tweeting at me at Rick Lee James on Twitter. And please join my mailing list at rickleejames.com where you can receive an email every time a new episode is released. And by the way, in case you're interested in a daily dose of kindness and encouragement beyond this podcast, I also run the Twitter account at Mr. Rogers Say, where I post daily quotes from Fred Rogers, one of the voices in my head. Well, I guess that's it for the intro, so sit back, relax, and listen to the latest episode of Voices in My Head. Welcome back to Voices in My Head. As always, I am your host, Rick Lee James, and I'm very glad that you could be here with us again this week for what is going to be a wonderful conversation with the band Wild Harbors. Wild Harbors is comprised of husband and wife singer-songwriters Chris and Jenna Bedecker. Formed in 2017, the alternative pop outfit creates gutsy, lyric-driven songs laced with intricate vocal harmonies. Confronted with the knowledge that each person is given one short life to live, they put their previous careers aside to step into the adventure of music and invite other people to live their own adventures. Their debut album, Monument, was produced by Andrew Osinga in Nashville, Tennessee, and it recently released on March 15, 2019. Chris and Jenna, a.k.a. Wild Harbors, welcome to Voices in My Head. Rick, thanks for having us this morning. Well, I am glad to have you both, and I'll let uh, I'll let everybody know that's listening that Chris and Jenna are both sharing a microphone this morning, so it may take a second, you know, if one of them answers, they have to grab the mic out of the other person's hand, but we'll, if, <laughs> if you hear an epic battle ensuing, that means they both have things to talk about, and they're fighting over the mic, so if you hear some <laughs> commotion and scuffle in the background, that's what it is, so, well, we are so Just glad. your typical married <laughs> scuffle over a microphone. That's right. It's actually just an extension of the live show, we're just both fighting over a chance to say something into the microphone that's right i've seen you both when you do the one mic thing on part of your show and you know i I didn't know there was that much animosity going on you know who's (laughs) going to get the mic but now i know next time i see you well it's so great to have you and it's great because the album has just released at the time that people are hearing this podcast and uh, i'm grateful that i have heard the album i was one of the donors way back when and uh, i love it and i'm so glad that the rest of the world is finally going to get to hear the new monument album it's really uh, quite a memorable album and there's a great story behind it so i'm glad that you can be here to talk about it today so let's start with right away uh people are always asking me what's the story behind and the name Wild Harbors, and where does the name come from? So Wild Harbors was the the start of a new chapter for us. Um, we we had played music for years together, um, but with making this latest album, we kind of realized that the music was going in a new direction, and our lives really were too. Um, that we we had worked other careers for a decade, and we were feeling called to step out and away from that and into this. So it felt like a really good time to start a new project and come up with a new a new title for it. Um, so we spent a few months trying to think of a band name, uh, <laughs> thinking of words we liked and putting them in a hat and pulling them out and putting them together to see, well, okay, what works here? 
Uh, we came up with a lot of not great band names in the process. Yeah, I'll have to share some of those at some point. I just, <laughs> I just have, you know, for me it was exhausting. Um, for some mornings I would just go to our coffee shop and I would just start writing out the alphabet, like, you know, A, B, C, D, E. And after each letter, I would complete it with a word like albatross, um, bunion, or, you know, car wash, whatever. And then I'd keep going until I had just a page full of random words. <laughs> And I would start, like, highlighting and connecting words that sounded interesting to together. So, clearly, Bunyan Car Wash didn't make the cut. Well, I, um, think, I think Albatross Bunyan Car Wash could have gone somewhere, though. That, yeah. that, might, have, <laughs> that might have done it. Oh, man. Yeah, uh, so we we kept going with that for a little while um, and wound up with some pairings of words and would kind of crowd test them and crowdsource and say, hey, friend, what do you think of when you hear this band name? What do you think of when you hear this? And... We liked a lot of the imagery that was coming forth when people would hear Wild Harbors of thinking about things that aren't tame or defined um, with harbors kind of having some different layers of meaning of, you know, it's a place that you can set out from when you set sail on a journey, but it's also a place that you're headed towards when you're coming back from it. Um, so, yeah, just some of the images that people were thinking about and that we were thinking about felt true to where we were in the moment of starting a new chapter yeah. Yeah, and I, I like, you know, me personally, when I think of the name, and one thing that I like about it so much, and again, I guess it could be interpreted by everybody, but I really like, when I think of harbor, I think of almost like a place of refuge, and then like a yeah. wild a wild place of refuge, you know, like, and, and what a beautiful way to, it almost reminds me of how C.S. Lewis describes God, like through Aslan, he's, He's not a he's not a tame lion, but he's good, you know, <laughs> things like that. I love that. And, and so I, I really just love the imagery that Wild Harbors uh, brings about. So so well done. I think that's much better than Albatross. I, I forget all the stuff you just said a second ago. <laughs> I, but yeah, well, well I don't done. think that was actually one of the ones. But who knows? There were some equally as hilariously bad so rick I'll, I'll dig some of them out for you that that would be great that somebody right now is going to be stealing these names for their future band as they listen to the I, podcast so i hope they get so much mileage out of it <laughs> well i i want to talk a bit about your journey rather i'm going to let you talk about your journey because i know you both have really stepped out on faith after a decade of having other careers and and this sort of a, a, it's not really a new life of being artists and singing. I know you've done that for a long time, but it's new in the sense of you stepping out as a career and, and leaving jobs that you've had behind. And I, I'd just love to hear some of the story behind what led you to this place. Yeah, we, I mean, it's certainly not what most of our friends in our thirties where we live are doing right mm -hmm. now. Um, so it's felt a little different, but we, um, I was a teacher for 11 years and was so, was so glad to be able to do that job. Um, and I, I really had a clear, I can still remember the moment of deciding to take my first teaching job and just feeling like, God, I don't think this is it for, for me. Like I, I feel like you're giving me this job, but I don't feel like this is what I'm supposed to do for the next 30 years. Hmm. Um, and so, like, took that job knowing that it, it's the kind of job that would be really easy for me to stay at for that long. And that it's certainly, you know, it's a great job. It's a great opportunity to speak into kids' lives and parents' lives. Um, but that ultimately, I didn't feel like that was the thing that God wanted me to do forever. Um, 
But because I didn't know what that other thing was, it became really easy to just kind of keep on keeping on and get complacent and to stop asking questions about what else that should be. Um, so we kind of got to a point um, eventually just in the past couple of years where we started asking a lot of questions and realizing, OK, you know, we've we've lived life in a way that anything could happen. Like, you know, we've we've worked on the debt piece of our life. Like we don't, we own an, sorry, not own, but we rent an apartment. So we don't own a house. We don't have children yet. Like we, we don't have a lot of things that would keep us from making decisions, but yet because anything is an option, it felt really paralyzing. And so we did nothing when there were too many options and I just would kind of collapse and, duck my head back under my wing and say, okay, I don't know. Um, but uh, about two years ago now, that started to change. <laughs> Sorry. That's all right. <laughs> I was trying to give my husband a turn here, and he looked oh, at me gotcha. like, that was not a good time. Uh, no, I was just trying to find my inroad here. So, <laughs> Because I still work a part-time job, so I don't feel like I've had to make some of the same um, steps that Jenna has. But the big change did come for us about two years ago when we started recording in that in making talks for the record, we were discovering um, through talking to Andy, he was saying, like, you know, ideally, we'd like to have you guys down here for about a month to make the record. And for us at that time, it just felt um, impossible. Like, yeah. you know, um, Jenna gets a day off per year sure. in the school system. So a month was just really not feasible. And in order to wait like another, you know, whole school year to get a summer down there was just not something we were really willing to do so i think for us it was interesting to have this crossroads put in front of us so blatantly and so suddenly that um yeah we actually started to really pray about specific things and it was crazy to see like especially for jenna just the difference it made to have a single specific ask of like should i leave my job to make this record mm. and then like you know seeing all the different ways people would come up to us or speak into our lives and be like, you know what? Change is good. And it's like, oh, what makes you say that? So just all of a sudden just feeling like, um, I don't know, just a lot of peace about the decision. And I know the peace didn't always feel very peaceful to Jenna before it happened, but I know it gave her a lot of confidence to walk through that. Oh, my gosh, yeah. I was terrified. <laughs> like, I ended the one school year assuming that I would be coming back in the fall, and then all this started coming up, and I had... I feel like God has been gracious to me in major decisions in my life to give me a very limited time frame in which to make them. Because if I, I just overthink everything. And if I have too long, then I kind of back out of doing anything, which kind of becomes the default decision. But I had two weeks before I had to tell them whether I was coming back when this started to come up. So it, in a two week span, it went from the idea being terrifying and me crying and say, I don't know why I would do this. This doesn't make any sense to walking into headquarters, feeling still scared, but also feeling like it was absolutely the right thing to do, wow. which is so not me. Like that's just the Lord because I, my practical mind never would have been like, you know, I should quit my job and become self-employed in a totally uncertain career. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and what a hard thing, you know. For the I've and I've kind of had that in my own life, you know, about a decade ago, and uh, it's it's a hard hard thing for sure. And um, you, as you tell your story, it's very interesting to me because I think God is always calling people into new and 
not safe territory, you know, and, mm. and we, we have a gentleman in our church right now who is, uh, I want to say he's probably early 50s, maybe late 40s, and uh, he's been a police officer his entire life and is now feeling a call to ministry and so is taking a completely new direction like going to school and you know really studying wow. hard to become a pastor and um you know when we think about like just biblical stories you know how how old like Abraham was when he was called out to go on this new journey and this new adventure there's so much echo of that i think throughout the people of god and the stories that we share and when god starts doing something like that and it's almost never an easy decision to make is it it's it's all, often very hard mm. and it stretches the faith um but i love hearing that story and i think that your song monument is actually the perfect way to start the album just because of the of the the way that it reminds me of, of, you know, almost like the Israelites putting an altar up to remind them when they would come by this place, this is where God did something and God reminded us of something. And uh, I'd, I'd love to hear you talk just a little bit about the song Monument, which is also the, the title of the album and, and why that's so part and parcel to your story. I mean, you hit the nail on the head like that's we we wrote that song. It was the last one that got written for the record. Um, and we were having all these conversations and making these huge, difficult decisions, which you're so right. Like they weren't. I think I had been waiting for teaching to feel like something that I just hated, you know, like, oh, well, this will be miserable and then I'll know it's time to go. And that's not how it went that. I genuinely loved doing what I was doing. And I, you're so right that I don't think decisions are always easy and cut and dry. Um, but we, yeah, we were talking about all these things and in these conversations, um, you know, we were having a heart to heart over some gelato and Chris said, you know, we're, we're talking about the reasons why like we would or wouldn't step into music more. And I was just listing all the reasons why not and all the reasons why I could think of not to do it. And he said, but don't you remember this last month of shows where we were testing out all these new songs that we had written and ev almost every show you came up to me afterwards and told me about an incredible conversation that you had with someone and how they connected with the, one of those songs. And you said, this is why we do this. And I looked back at him and was like, no, I don't remember that at all. Oh, my gosh. And he started to walk through and remind me, well, remember this and remember this person. And he was so right that it all had happened. And the minute fear took hold, all the things that God had said and done went clear out of my mind. And it was this revelation of, oh, my goodness, if we don't purposefully keep those things at the forefront and record them somehow, we're not going to remember them. Like the minute stuff gets hard, we're going to forget and think that we're doing the wrong thing or that we made the wrong decision. Um, and it was through talking with a friend who voiced that very same thing about the Israelites and why they built monuments that mm. Chris kind of looked at me and said, Oh, we got to go home and write. Like, <laughs> cause we knew we needed, there was a song missing from the album and we didn't know what it was yet. And that was kind of Chris's catalyst of that's it. That's the song. Like we got to write this song. That's terrific. Yeah. Well, let's take a moment and listen to monument here on the voices in my head podcast. This is monument from wild harbors.
their song Monument of the album of the same name, Monument, and we will be back with Wild Harbors in just a moment, but first I have to pay some bills, so here are some words from our sponsors. This is Rick Lee James, and the music you are hearing is from my new album, Thunder. The title track, Thunder, is a never-before-released song by the late Rich Mullins. 
There are also 12 other tracks made up of original music, hymns, and readings to guide the listener on a journey. You can buy Thunder today on clear vinyl and CD or stream it on Spotify, Apple Music, and almost every other music streaming service. Thunder, hear it today at rickleyjames.com. Have you ever thought to yourself, man, I'd like to host my own podcast? Well, guess what? You can go to podbean.com slash voices and get everything you need to create, manage, and promote your podcast. I use Podbean every week for voices in my head. There's easy uploading and publishing tools, stunning templates, custom domains, social and promotional tools, an embeddable podcast player, monetization tools, and more. It is your all-in-one podcasting solution. With Podbean, you can create professional podcasts in minutes without any programming knowledge. Best of all, everything is mobile-ready right from the start. So go to podbean.com slash voices. And when you sign up, use the code VOICES and you'll get a sizable discount. Podbean, for your home podcasting. Thank you for listening to Voices in My Head. And we are back and we're talking with Wild Harbors. Jen and Chris, Jenna and Chris, sorry, I should say. My wife's name is Jen, so I'm I, Jen just rolls off oh, the tongue yeah. better than Jenna. <laughs> but, you uh, get a pass on that one then. All right, I appreciate that. Well, I'm very glad to be back with you and to talk with you some more. We listened to Monument a few minutes ago. What a great song. And, uh, you know, we're living in an interesting time in not only the music business, but in the Christian music business, I would say. Um, not only is everything kind of in flux and up in the air, nobody knows exactly kind of what the next step is going to be. People are trying different things. Uh, is it going to be digital? You know, people are having a lot of success selling vinyl right now. I mean, there's all kinds of different formats to put songs on. Um, you have radio stations that are, you know, known as Christian stations. You know, the big ones like K-Love and Radio U, um, they, they are like changing formats completely now to like worship music only. If it's not congregational worship music, they don't play it, uh, which is a, a huge change for them in many ways. And there seems to be a, a bit of a pull away from that, uh, from artists on the other side of it too, who people who are Christians who don't necessarily write that kind of music, they have a different sort of calling and they have a different way of telling stories and their music is not necessarily geared at like, well, we're going to have to sing this every Sunday morning in worship, but we're telling some stories and they are faithful stories. And I think you guys would probably consider yourself on that sort of other end of things where you're you're telling these stories and you're doing some great things with your music but it doesn't fit into like the new format for k-love or the new format for radio you or whatever so this long and rambling uh pre-question here um I, has it been a a difficult time for you to kind of know where to get your music out to I, I guess that's the best way i can ask it because we're all kind of asking that question as musicians but has that been part of the struggle to you is to kind of know where to aim your music at i mean that's a really good question in some ways yes and no um it's interesting that like yeah as christians um i'm <laughs> I'm a Christian who writes songs, but I'm not super familiar even with the world of Christian radio. Right. Um, like I, kn I know the name K-Love, but I couldn't tell you a lot about what they do. Um, so it's kind of fortunate just that, you know, in our writing, or at least my writing, I've never tried to pursue, I guess, a, a Christian audience or even a, a radio worship audience. So 
I even think just having some sort of idea of where you fit and where you don't fit makes it a little bit easier to figure out where you kind of fit in and who you are. Um, so I think the easiest road for us is to just be at the shows and look at who are these people connecting with our songs and, you know, what are their stories and yeah. sort of looking at them and saying like, all right, well, this is kind of our crowd then. Like, so I don't know. It's been, um, it's been interesting to sort of in the absence of a very strong label like that, mm-hmm. be able to forge your own little identity and be like, all right, well, this is kind of where we fit. And it's maybe not this big thing like some other artists are kind of doing, which is great. Um, but it's not just, it's just not us. Well, yeah, I think, yeah, go ahead. I think what we've settled on, um, as you know, like, cause there, there are questions that, you know, like we all, we love labels and categories and we like to like our brains work that way. Like we will like to organize information. And I think, I think for us, we, I think we're committed to just trying to be honest in what we're writing about and wanting to show up where, wherever we're invited to share our stories. Um, and sometimes that's going to look like a church and sometimes that's going to look like a public coffee shop, um, that isn't affiliated with anything. And we, you know, we just have a heart for wanting to talk about these things that are true that God's put on our heart and at, at their core, you know, writing about relationships and how relationships can be tough or writing about taking risks and stepping into a bigger story than your own. I mean, those are things that both that anybody we think can connect with. And so that's some of our hope that, you know, we not, I mean, we're not going to make music that every single person in the world is going to like, it just doesn't work that way. But, but wanting anybody who is in a place where they would want to hear that story, whether they're in the church, outside of the church, you know, wherever that might be, we want to show up and be willing to talk about that with them. Well, and I I think that's, great too and you do such a good job with it and you do such a better job because you're trying to be yourselves and and not you know like pretentiously trying to be you know a band that's going to sound like whatever it is on top 40 radio or or to be this other group and Mm. you have because of that i think you you are being able to express the voice that god gave you and you're able to tell these stories i loved how you put it i'm a christian who writes songs i'm not necessarily like a christian songwriter and at the same time uh you have songs that that deal with real life and and we're going to talk about that in just a minute here but i can tell the audience who's listening to this podcast today uh, because I've seen you play a couple times and, and I got to have you at my church and we played a couple songs together and then you guys kind of took over and, and shared your stories and, and you shared the songs and what you don't know about that was before we had you come in I had to have a conversation with my pastor because he was asking well but I don't hear any like like worship music in there mm-hmm. you know is there anything we can use that's part of our, our Sunday worship right. and I kind of had to say to him like you're just gonna have to trust me because oh. what they're gonna do is like it will connect and it will connect in a in like a very strong way and what you did that Sunday morning at our church um, in telling the stories the way that God gave them to you and singing the songs the way you wrote them I know for a fact they connected with some stories in our congregation of people who were going through some exact same things that you were sharing about. And so all that is to say, um, you know, it's good for us to be who we are and to be who God has called us to be and not to try to necessarily fit into a mold. And and one thing I, I want to deal with, and I know a lot of your songs deal with this, 
they deal with real life, marriage being one example. Um, and you don't necessarily deal with it in a happy, clappy way, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I, I say that because it seems like, you know, for the longest time, uh, when I was growing up in church, anything you would read or, you know, whatever videos you would have, you know, become a Christian and your marriage is going to be just perfect and super <laughs> happy, you know. And, and and the fact is the reality is divorce rates in the church, when I last checked, are even higher than divorce rates outside the church. Correct. You know? mm-hmm. And you deal with real life relationships and commitments and the struggles therein. I'd love for you to talk a bit. I know part of this comes probably because you are a married couple, but, but talk to us a bit why you are so drawn uh, to writing about themes like this and, and why that seems to resonate. I mean, I guess, you know, at the at the bottom, they always say, write about what you know. Um, yeah. <laughs> we spend a lot of time around each other, so, you know, it just seems like uh, just being in a relationship, you learn more about the other person, you, I don't know. <laughs> oh, Jenna's passing me the mic, she's stretching her arm a bit. <laughs> I just think it's, it's a natural place for us to gravitate to, um, either because of uh, the way our marriage works or because of the marriages we've been able to observe just in our communities. It seems like um, those kinds of issues and topics are kind of always at the forefront of our minds, or at least they were when we were writing this last record. Sure. So at least there's there's a good handful of songs that are either just about personal relationships or um, friendship relationships or romantic relationships and all the little weird pitfalls that can work themselves in and just sort of us addressing those in our songwriting of saying like, hey, this seems like, you know, the national trend, like you're going to get sad and then get divorced, but we don't want that for us. So like, how can we, how can we communicate that through our music or, you know, incorporate that into what we're doing? Exactly. Jenna, did you have anything to to chime in on that? Yeah. I mean, I, I have not mastered the art of a great romantic love song yet. (laughs) Perhaps one day I shall. Um, That's, there are so many people who are so good at it, and I'm always so amazed of like, wow, what a gift. And I, that's not my thing yet. Maybe it will be. Um, but yeah, I just, I, I think that we've been so encouraged. I mean, partially, you know, people look at us like, wow, you know, you work together. And some people say, that's just the cutest thing. And we laugh and like, yeah, well, you know, you're not there at three o'clock in the afternoon when we're like, you know, I'm just going to take five minutes real quick here and walk out of the room and we'll be friends again when I come back. (laughs) Um, But, but then there are other people who look and say like, wow, you're married and you work together. That's gotta be hard. We're like, you know, it is. But I think in so many ways, it's really kept us communicating. Like I've, it makes me appreciate how like we have to talk and we have to be honest and, yeah, just keep that going together all the time in order to have this band work and have our songwriting work together. Um, and I think in a lot of ways it's kept us honest with each other. Um, and so I think we've been so touched at the way that that has kind of naturally come out in our songwriting and seeing the ways that other people have connected with that. Like we played, we played somewhere once we played a concert and a place and, um, our friend who brought us there, later said, you know, hey, by the way, they're being really quiet while you're while you're playing, but they're they're really listening. Like it doesn't mean that they're not connecting with your songs, but you know, they've never had someone stand in front of them and talk really openly and honestly about marriage and it being a struggle before. So I think that we're we're honored to 
to be able to enter into that space a little bit to just talk about relationships because we, I mean, we're, we're made to live in community and we just think that relationships are such a gift from God and, and want to see that. Yeah. Want to see them thrive. Maybe, maybe all this is you guys are just too honest to write that perfect love song (laughs) (laughs) because it seems like every one of my, one of my very favorite shows of all time. I don't know if you've ever watched it or you've probably heard the music of flight of the Concords. Yes. Um, And uh, one of the thing that's so funny to me, I can't remember the episode or any of the lyrics, but uh, Brett is trying to write, you know, this love song, love song. And it's like, you know, three hours long. He's trying to, you know, any, you know, I would, I would climb the highest mountain. I would swim the deepest ocean. I'd eat the biggest sandwich. You know, it's like all he's doing, you know, <laughs> and it seems like, you know, the perfect love song, as you say, we'll say that with quotes, uh, the perfect love song. It always seems to have, um, a lot of really lofty platitudes, but it's not always where real life is. Mm. And and I, re- I so appreciate that about your music. Uh, Alone Together is one of my favorite songs on the album. And I, I just love the way that it's it's talking about things just like that, that, you know, we, we want to make a commitment um, not to the I do alone, because that's just one moment in time when we're at the alder. But the real I do is like down the road and, and all that it takes. And one, one of the best examples I've ever heard of this, um, a, a pastor friend of mine, uh, Scott Daniels, who uh, was one time talking about um, sort of our developing relationship as Christians to God. And he said, you know, when I, when I said I do, uh, I was married from that very moment. Mm. He said, but now... 20 years later, a couple of kids getting ready to send him to college. He said, we are really married now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he said, he said, I'm just as married as I was when I said I do. But, but like, you know what I mean when I say now we're really married. Yeah. And, um, and he was talking about that in relationship to our, our journey with Christ. But I think that's such a good way to put it. And I think your songs help us deal with like, the really married phase. <laughs> I that, love that. that. Makes any sense. That's such a fun um, way to put that. Yeah. Well, what I'd like to do right now is take another quick break for us to listen to Alone Together. So this is Alone Together by the Wild Harbors.
again we're having a great time that was alone together by my guest today wild harbors chris and jenna we are so glad to have had you on the show today i want to make sure that we don't leave anything out in our conversation uh, you've got a lot of great music the album is released and everybody now is is having a chance to hear it by the way everybody listening go to spotify go to itunes go to wherever it is you listen to music and make sure that you save their song follow them do whatever you do on your listening area if you listen to amazon music i don't know what you do there because i don't use that but go do what you do um, and save their album monument by wild harbors uh, so that's the first order of business everybody listening do that because uh, you know if we do that together we truly can get them on the billboard charts it's it's really not uh, an unreachable thing um, so let's do that first of all but before we go I want to ask the two of you is there anything that you would just are dying to talk about that we haven't talked about together on on today's show I mean just uh, first of all just thanks for having us Rick and uh, I guess a big thank you too to anyone who's still listening to the show at this point <laughs> <laughs> you know thanks for making it through with us um, yeah and I guess uh, my big hope is that if you guys do go check out the music just know that this is not something that I think you know I think we talked a little bit but it's not something that we've always had this crystal clear vision of like this is going to be our life and this is going to be what we're going to devote ourselves to um, it was a lot of fear and a lot of wrestling and a lot of uh, trust to get ourselves even here mm-hmm. and I think it was very easy to to want to walk away from things at that point but the more we talked about it I think the more we both kind of discovered like there was just that something inside of us that ever since we were young we really kind of had this passion for music and we've talked to a lot of people throughout this journey where we've gotten to discover that little seed of something inside of them where it's like whether it's you know owning a pizza shop or being a baker or being a seamstress whatever it is they kind of always have this little thing of like you know I always loved doing that when I was a kid and then I grew up and I just stopped and that really just breaks our hearts and <laughs> I know it's here in America so everyone kind of has this tendency to say like well you know if you're going to get back into it you have to make it a business mm. 
And that's so not true. Like, you don't have to bring hustle into your hobby. Like, it can just be a hobby. Um, so I just encourage anyone, like, I don't know. Sometimes it's finding a little bit of bravery to, bravery to dig back into yourself and be like, you know, what really makes me feel alive? And I just hope you guys would look for that thing and start pursuing it, even today. Yeah. No, good. Any any closing remarks from Jenna today? I Amen to all of that. We... <laughs> Man, we just have been so excited to see the spark that lights up in people when we're when we're sharing our stories. They start to remember that thing for them because God, we really just believe that God made us to enjoy those gifts. You know, he put those good gifts in us and we're we're made to to pursue them. So we just love hearing people's stories about digging back into the things that make them Make them feel alive and make them feel like they're doing what they were put on the earth to do. Amen. Well, and I and I am so glad to see all of the good press that you guys are getting. By the way, I wanted to make mention of that. It was great to see your video on CCMMagazine.com. And everybody listening, if you haven't seen it, uh, just go to CCM Magazine's website and look up Wild Harbors, and you'll be able to see that. Um, but it, it's been great to see. You know, over this past year, again, I hope you are making monuments for yourself and reminders along the way too. I mean. Uh, even just what I am thinking of off the top of my head, uh, you got to play Hutchmoot this past year, which is awesome. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's a pretty amazing thing. Uh, getting in at the local show, I think that was last week in Nashville. Yeah. Uh, which is one of the great, like, I, I was able to go to that, uh, I think it was their second one years ago when wow. they just started that. And I thought, man, this is just a terrific show. I mean, this is awesome. Um, and the fact that you're not local and you got to play there is even better. <laughs> you know? I know. Um, but I am just so glad to see the way that, that God is blessing, and uh, I'm glad to see. Uh, that more and more people are going to be experiencing your music through this album. And uh, I just look forward in the coming days to seeing the way that God uh, will continue to open doors. Thank you for your ministry. Thank you for your music. And above all, thank you for being the voices in my head this week. Thank you, Rick. Thanks, Rick. Thank you for joining me here this week on Voices in My Head. I hope you'll visit me on my website at rickleejames.com where you can find out more about me, Get my music on vinyl and CD, follow my blog, and even schedule me for a concert or a speaking engagement. Better yet, even a book signing in your neighborhood. You can find all that and more at rickleejames.com. Also, it would mean a great deal to me if you could write a review of this podcast on iTunes. The more positive reviews that we receive, the more visible this podcast will be online. And now, for the benediction. May the God of hope Fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so that by the power of the Holy Spirit you may abound in hope. God bless you, and thank you for listening to Voices in My Head.